Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host. Happy Friday. If you're listening to it on a Friday, you're, you, you may or may not be, but we are recording it today. Um, this week was exciting. A lot of stuff went down, but I'm here today with Shima Boffman. Super excited for this episode. Super excited to, to let y'all hear from her. She has an amazing, um, an amazing testimony of Christ. And how do I know that? Well, she shares it on social media through TikTok and Instagram, um, primarily TikTok, but she does an amazing job. And today that's actually going to be our point of conversation primarily is social media and how we can better use it to share the gospel of Christ. So Shima, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on here with you. Excellent. Well, yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to, to chatting with you and just getting to learn from you as well as help our listeners learn as well. So just to get started here, tell us a little bit about your page, well, pages rather. Yeah. So I have a Closer to Jesus Christ on TikTok. As you said, I spent a lot more time on that. I really, I'll tell you kind of more details on how I got into this and why, but um, but basically it's to reach young people and a lot of younger people are on TikTok more so than Instagram. So I do that. And then I occasionally will post on Instagram too. It's closer to Jesus Christ, but it has my name, Shima Bothman. There's a, there's several closer to Jesus Christ on Instagram, but mine has my name as well on it. But uh, I, I share occasionally on Instagram as well. That's great. Yeah, I, I was, I mean, I was perusing a little bit on your page and just seeing the different things. And I, I, was, I love I feel like it's just super genuine. And I love that about your page. And I, I think it's easy to to get caught up in, oh, what should I post? What, what, what does everybody want to see? What would help me get more followers, but still have a hint of the gospel? And I think you do a great job of just sharing who you are. And you can just tell that God takes that and he just magnifies it. And so I oh, wanted to get, nice get, yeah, no, I wanted to get into that a little bit. Um and so as you've been posting and everything, what are, I guess, what have you learned about either about yourself or just about sharing or the gospel in general? Yeah. So um, I guess I'll start with why I started because it yeah. might seem unlikely to some people why right. I even, what am I even doing on Instagram? So I'm a lot older than, or I guess TikTok than most people on that. I'm a law professor. I've been a law professor for 15 years. So there's kind of this weird background. I was one of those people that's like, oh, I don't really like social media. I tried to limit my time on it because I just wasn't seeing the magic of what it could do as a missionary tool. Mm. And so I, um, you know, long story short, I, you know, I've been a law professor. I teach criminal justice policy. That's really my expertise. But during the pandemic, I started to feel personally that, you know, I think the Lord's work is hastening and things are getting closer. We're getting closer to the time when um, Jesus Christ will come and just seeing, you know, the world shut down, the all the natural disasters increasing pace with all of uh, just all the problems coming in society. I just thought it's probably time for me to do more than just kind of be a covenant keeping daughter of God. You know, obviously that's the most important thing, but I thought, well, can I do more with my gifts? I feel like I've been blessed with these gifts of research and writing and, you know, speaking as a lawyer. And so anyway, I, um, that's how I ended up getting on social media is I ended up 
you know, praying to Heavenly Father, like, what should I do? Should I be doing something more? And I think this might be helpful for your listeners because you have a lot of people going on missions and trying to figure out after their missions what to do. And I just turned it all to Heavenly Father. I said, Heavenly Father, this is, you know, I want to do something different, but, um, and do more with my faith, but what is it? And so what happened is he just had BYU basically call me and uh, long story short, right? I ended up from going from the University of Utah to teaching at BYU and doing this religious work there. And then I was prompted last year of 2022 to get on social media, which was such a weird thing for me. I'd been off of Instagram. I was so proud of myself that I, I do 10 minutes a week or, or nothing at all. You know, one of those people that, you know, I'm sure you all know, but, mm-hmm. um, but then I just felt called. I said, he said, you need to get on there and you need to speak to young people and learn more about how to preach the gospel uh, to young people on social media. And so, and my, my friend, I have a good friend that does social media for the church. And she was saying, you know, I think there's such a void on TikTok. Uh, of good voices, of positive voices talking about the church and about uh, Jesus Christ. And so I was like, okay, here we go. So I ended up getting on TikTok and, um, and it's just, it's, it's incredible because, you know, it, we can talk about that later when you talk about what, you know, what, what we learned, but, um, but it's just, it, it's neat because it was, it's one of those things, you know, it was a spirit because my mind would never have told me to get on social media. That's not who I was, not what I ever prized. And actually, you know, being a law professor and an academic getting on social media, it was scary because my field, it's not a, it's not a very welcoming place to faith. Uh, people openly make fun of religion. It, you know, I've been at conferences and heard people say things that are pretty offensive to different, different kinds of faith. Some faiths you can make fun of and others you can't. And uh, mm. those ones that they can, people have, which obviously you can't, but people do. And so anyway, I, it was, I was scared uh, to do it. And I'm sure a lot of people are scared getting on social media and being public about their faith, but, but I felt so blessed by it because of, I think the spirit told me to do it. The heavenly father wanted me to speak out and um, be one voice that's different maybe than some other voices. I love that. And that's really, really powerful because it, it's a, like you were explaining. It's one of those instances where I, I can imagine that if if someone would have told you, yeah, in two years you'll be leading these, you'll be you'll have these these couple of social media pages, and they'll have a a pretty big following, and you'll be you'll be doing that regularly. You know, I'm yeah. sure you would have been like, <laughs> no way, not in no a million way. years, that's not happening. No way. Well, or even if you told me, you know, that God was going to have you go back to BYU law school to teach. When you live five minutes from the University of Utah, you never planned on leaving that job. So I think God will do all sorts of things that we never describe and and make us happier in the process, right? I think one thing about my page, I'm definitely not an expert on social media as when you get on there, you'll be like, oh, maybe like genuine is a kind word because it is very just, it's just who I am. And it's not, there's not like tricks and all the you know fun things that people do that are gifted in, in a video. But I think what does come across is that my faith makes me so happy. And I think people see that even when I struggle, I think it's just so, it's so obvious the, the light and joy that I get from my faith. And I think even just that, if you could just share that joy that you have from the gospel of Jesus Christ, I think people will see it. They know what's genuine. You can't fake joy in the gospel. And I think that's what people probably see. I love that. You can't fake joy. And that's so true. And so true. Yeah. And now that you mentioned that, yes, I can definitely see that in, in your videos and in your posts. And it's, it's powerful. It's just like, it's not necessarily what you know. Uh, it, for those that are listening, especially as you go out on a mission, you might be feeling like, oh, I don't know enough. I don't, I'm not good enough. But it's not necessarily what you know. It's, it's the power of your conviction. It's what, how, what has the gospel done for you? And how, how do, how have you experienced it? 
And then mm-hmm. for me, the personal experience, that's where the conviction, the power will come. And and you, I, yeah, Shima, I can just tell that, yeah, it's- Oh, I love that. And that's so funny uh, that you just said that about the spirit and, and not knowing, not having to know everything. That was actually a thought I wanted to share. I was going to share later, but I think it's so important because it's exactly what you're talking about. But something that I uh, that came to me last night as I was thinking about this interview is, you know, the the Holy Ghost is a dispenser of truth right? And it dispenses truth to whoever's listening. And whether you speak the thing that they need to hear, the Holy Ghost will tell them that message. Sometimes, and I'm sure you've seen this before when you were on a mission or gave a talk or or a testimony where you're talking about something completely different, like tithing, but the spirit whispers to them something about chastity, right? It's like either here nor there, but I think the key is that if you're speaking and you're praying and trying to cultivate the Holy Ghost and speaking with that, that conviction, like you said, will really come across to those people listening. And so if you can speak with the power of the Holy Ghost, that's the most important thing on social media or as a missionary. And um, I think that's something that really occurred to me. It's like, how many times have I received a message which had nothing to do with what the speaker was speaking, even at general conference, but um, but they had the spirit and that was the key. The key. And then it, it whispered to me what I needed to hear. Same with reading scripture. Sometimes you have a certain question and the different ones answered, but um, but I love that thought of the, the spirit being the key for the speaker and for the listener, right? If you have the spirit as a speaker, whatever the message is, will get shared with that person, whatever they need to hear. Yeah. And that, that's a really powerful concept. And, and I think just to kind of travel down this road a little farther is yeah. that that's why we're encouraged so often to attend general conference or listen to general conference or watch it with a question mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for me, what, what that is, is that question is really just the exercise of faith in, yeah. in that, Hey, I want to learn. I'm open to learn. I'm open to change, open to be better. And, and God sees that. And he's like, all right, like they're, they're ready for more revelation, you know? And even if that's so it, true. And like you said, even if it's not he, the, the related topic, right. He'll still find a way to infuse absolutely that that prompting or that revelation that you need absolutely and i think like you said that the questioning shows your humility right and i have to say as a kind of you know a bad thing like i guess confession on my part i often haven't been very humble when it comes to my career with my heavenly father i haven't been very just open book kind of like I've been more of the type where, you know, a lot of people say like 90% of your prayers, you just kind of say, Heavenly Father, I'm doing this. Okay. And then you just, (laughs) that's kind of been my approach with my career. And a lot of people do that. But, um, but, but this time with the, with feeling like I need to do more with my faith, I just kind of like prayed and waited and all these different opportunities came, these promptings. And um, I don't know. I just think that question, like entering conference with a question going to the Lord with a question rather than being like, here's my answer and what, you know, approve it. <laughs> I think it's a different, it's a different kind of question. It has this humility and meekness that it's so hard to cultivate as humans. Right. I think, but I do think I really believe, and I, I can testify that when you go to the Lord and ask him how I can be a better disciple of Christ, the answers will come. That is a prayer that I have seen answered so many times on my, for my, in my life. And I'm assuming you have too with, but you, you can share if you have any thoughts, but I think that is a prayer that always is answered. I love that. And those that are listening, write that down, <laughs> write that down <laughs> and maybe put it on a post-it note, put it on your mirror. And if you ever doubt that God exists or that he's not listening to you, 
just try asking him what lack I yet or mm -hmm. what what do you need me to do today where do you need me to be who do you need mm -hmm. me to serve and, right. and Alan's kind of to take this kind of back around full circle here is, mm -hmm. and that's in a sense what what you did Shima with you know when you were praying you know and talking about you know using your gifts and, and you were just wanting to do more you know you needed a little yeah. bit you wanted to figure out what it was that he needed you to do and and yeah there was fear involved but but through him and relying on on his power you were able to overcome that and I'm sure it's a battle here and there almost every day and in, in one way or another but but mm -hmm. he's always going to be there absolutely I think when you pray to do his work it, um, so many blessings come and the the confidence, the skills, I mean, all these things come when you are trying to do his work and doing instead of kind of further, I think some of the prayers that don't get answered as much sometimes, or I, you know, maybe answer in different ways is when I pray for something I want <laughs> versus how can I do your work? Like you said, how can I be your hands today? I think that those prayers are just the best to, to ask because they will come. The answers will come because he can use you as a tool. And there's so many people that you can serve and, um, I just love that we can, Heavenly Father can use us to answer each other's prayers. And maybe that's the whole point, right? That we're not necessarily supposed to get the answer to our prayer every time, because what does that teach us versus mm -hmm. trying to answer other people's prayers? And even just like we talked about with TikTok, I mean, so many times where I've shared something and obviously after you post something, maybe you have this too, there's always this like, oh, I should have done this better or like this little self-doubt moment. But then inevitably somebody will say, oh, I needed to hear that today. Or thank you so much for that. Or, you know, amen, praise Jesus or something. And you're just like, okay, somebody got to see Jesus on their feed today. That might not have, that definitely wouldn't have. Because you think, you know, the algorithm doesn't necessarily start off feeding you things of faith. It's going to feed you all sorts of garbage. <laughs> so you have to kind of get around to the things that feed you. Yeah, no, and I can, t I can attest to that. There's, there's going to mm -hmm. be opposition. There's going to be people mm -hmm. that reach out and say, oh, I escaped such and such years ago. It's like, okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, what, what happened first? Yeah. Did you, did you leave first or did you first stop praying and stop studying the scriptures? Right. 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 Yeah. No, I can speak. I mean, I think, yeah, you, you skip any of those kind of the list items, which seems so silly, but as I mean, and I'm like double your age. So it's like, yes, this is true. If you skip any of those steps, like the prayer, the temple, the, you know, a scripture study, going to church, go, you know, it's so hard. It's, I think it's even getting harder. And I, I can say in the last 20 years, it's gotten harder to kind of stay on the path. If you're not doing those things, I think it, the, the default is out of faith, not in. And I think that's why, like you said, it's, if you're not doing any of those things, um, it's really easy to get out of faith all kinds of faith, ours and, and any other. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. And so kind of shifting gears a little bit to your yeah. page and just talking about what, what have been some things that, that you've learned. It's a similar, obviously, I mean, it sounds like the, where we have been a bit talking about things that, that you have learned throughout the process mm -hmm. where there's going to be opposition. Mm -hmm. There's going to be certain days where, you know, the algorithm is not going to be doing exactly what you want it to be all the time, at least right at, right at first. Right. But, but what have been some things right. you've learned either yourself about yourself personally or about social media technically, or about the gospel, yeah. whatever you want to tackle. I, I love that. Um, I think something that surprised me and probably wouldn't surprise you is how many kind of Gen Z, right. How many of Gen Z uh, members are so faithful and so spiritual and so inclined towards light and good. And 
I just think sometimes the older generations look down on the younger generations and think, oh, they're just kind of, they don't like faith. They don't want to be interested in Jesus Christ. And I've seen so many young people that are fired up about their savior, about their faith, about their religion, and even using social media to preach the gospel, people of our faith, as well as other Christian faiths. And it's just been very inspiring. I've actually learned a lot from watching these young people, because I think, you know, the world doesn't know how much good there is, how many good people that are doing the work that, you know, I think the algorithm might, like we said, feed you some of the the kind of controversial negative things first. But if you do seek out the good, you'll find that. And so I think that's something I've learned. I think one thing uh, as a member of G- the Church of Jesus Christ, we have the fullness of the gospel. The restoration has has happened through our um, church and the, the you know the, the Lord has bring, brought back all these precious truths that have been lost for so long. Um, so we have, you know, both the teachings of Christ as well as modern apostles. But the thing I've noticed um, from my time on TikTok, especially, is that people of other Christian faith are sometimes more willing to kind of um, be maybe proud and open about their faith uh, than people of our faith. I think sometimes, and, and I, this is me included, but we, we sometimes are more shy. We feel like we're going to offend people if we just say, you know, what we believe that that we have blessings, that, um, that you know, we saw the hand of the Lord in our eyes, that uh, we, we, we can call our blessings blessings instead of luck. Like these types of things, I think other people have this language and this this fire about them, about their savior. And I think we have the restored gospel. We should have this fire in, in, in bouts, but I think maybe just culturally, sometimes we're a lot more shy and we don't want to offend people. And um, I just, I don't know. I feel like we could learn a lot from other people to say we could be more uh, willing to just share our, our faith and joy. And, and it doesn't have to be offensive. You can do it in a positive, lovely way. It doesn't have to say we're not doing it in a negative way as, as far as, you know, contradicting people, but that's something I've learned that I was surprised by as well. That's, that's interesting. And, and yeah, it, it doesn't have to be hostile. It doesn't have to be, Oh, like I'm so much better than you. It's just a matter of, Hey, this is me. This is what I believe. And I love it. And, mm-hmm. and I, I really like that you mentioned that because yeah. And I think like so many people see that's how a lot of people convert to our faith, right? It's like the love, share and invite. You mm-hmm. love them. You share because you're so joyful. You can't not share. And that's, that's when I think people have seen that in, in my family, you know, my family joined the church. I was um, seven years old when we got introduced, but what we saw is that light and joy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't share that light and joy with people, then you're hiding um, this, the best thing in your life, right. From people. And yet we're thinking we're just not offending. We don't want, but really it is our joy. And so I think I've learned from that. And in my daily life, I'm even more so like that with my neighbors. And uh, I live in Salt Lake city. It can be a little tense with people who are members of the church and not because of mm-hmm. just, I don't know why, but um, I remember one of my neighbors who didn't know that we were members of the church said something, you know, we have a little mailbox on our street, you know, those little free mailboxes where they put in, uh, people put in books and he just says, Oh, I, you know, I just said, thank you so much for putting this little mailbox on our street. It's so useful. We go and find books all the time. And he's just like, Oh yeah, but you know, people will put in the book of Mormon in there. And I just, I, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, and I was like, if they ever do give it to me, I could always use extra copies. I love the book. <laughs> and it was a little awkward, obviously, because he was just like, oh, and I was like, give me some. And so anyway, I just think, you know, in the past, I might have not said something. 
And because of my experience now, just being more willing to share, I was like, oh, I give me more copies of that book. It's changed my life, you know? So that's neat. And, and I think every day it just becomes more and more important that we are bold in our mm-hmm. declaration mm-hmm. of the gospel, just like that. Like that was, that was, that's pretty bold, but it's, it, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's not threatening. It's not harming anyone. It's just saying, Hey, that's me. <laughs> Yep. Yep. And I love the book. And then I'm sure he'll be more careful. He probably felt a little silly and maybe he'll be more careful to say, you know, to just say something like that about someone's faith. But uh, hopefully we're working on that. (laughs) Religious pluralism tolerance is always a good thing. right? Exactly. Exactly. And and just before we move on here, I I liked that you mentioned that, that there really is just so much good out there. There really is. And and it's just dependent upon where our focus is placed and it as you were sharing that it just reminded me of have you seen the lord of the rings are you a lord of the rings fan oh yes oh uh because there's a there's a scene i think it's in the two towers in the movie and samwise gamgee they're in sam and frodo they're in osgiliath and it's Mm -hmm. it's under attack and frodo gets overcome with the ring for a little while there and then he almost stabs sam because he's overcome with the dark the power of the darkness and then there's mm-hmm. all this huge dramatic scene and then frodo asks sam he's like what are we holding on to and then mm. sam's like that there's some good in this world and it's worth fighting for uh and so uh, that's just, as you were sharing that's just what was coming to my mind it's yes there's so much good and it's it's worth fighting yes for. so yes and i think that like we talk i keep talking about the algorithm but it's like i think it um negative and evil kind of gets more clicks and likes at first, right? I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of what people like drama and war and, you know, the kind of things that are scary um, and that the media likes to feed us that. But if you do seek out the good, there's so much more of that. There's actually this great book I read. I don't know if you read it. It's called Factfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, And what basically the whole book is like, you know, we think everyone's starving. We think that the world is going, you know, but yet like we've actually cut violent crime over the centuries by so much right way more people used to die than do and it goes through all these other examples of things like that like the world's a lot better than we think and i think if you you know try to cultivate your feet to see all the good there's a lot of good sides not just the church you know for me like i follow people of our faith um there's also like good news things. So w- once the church sees, okay, she follows the 12 apostles and all the young men's and young women's leaders and all the social media influencers that are trying to bring out good, then they'll give you even other ones. But there's just like good news pages of like success for other people. So you can fill your feed and your news and your life with just all the good. And yes, you'll see the bad. And, you know, obviously we want to pray for people when things are hard, but, um, but you really can cultivate this like positive joy and uh, see how much good people are doing. So that you're not depressed about the world. I think cable news and some social media will really get you like worried about all these people that are ruining the world. <laughs> There's just mo- most people are good, like the vast majority. And this is someone that that studies about rape and murder, right? But I know that most people are good, and you know people make mistakes, but uh, but most of us are are so good and trying to do what's right. That's powerful. And it's just a powerful thought, you know, to see the world. It's it's not just, oh, I see things through rose colored glasses. No, it's, I see the world as what it is. And that's a bunch of God's kids that are mm-hmm. just trying to find their way. <laughs> that's you right. Know, it's true. Just, just trying to find, find happiness, right. find joy, find fulfillment. Right. And some people just, they need a little bit of help. We all do. Right. Yep. 
Yep. But like you said, we're God's kids. So when we see something good, like the spirit will whisper to us. And so, you know, we can do things to make it less so less strong, the whisper or um, the feeling. But I do think like we all have that light of Christ in us. And so, like you said, we're all, we're all God's kids. <laughs> and so there is something good in all of us and we can, we can improve that uh, and get better. I mean, a lot of us can improve that, but. Totally. Awesome. Well, I love, I love all of that. And the next thing I wanted to ask, and I kind of wanted to, to go into a little bit more in depth regarding um, social media and just sharing the gospel there. And I know a lot of, time, mm-hmm. well, since COVID, especially they've, um, the church has really been emphasizing use the tools that are given to us, namely social media, technology, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what um, I know we we might, we talked about this briefly before, but I wanted to see if you had three tips or a few tips for mm-hmm. young people who who want to share the gospel through social media, but they just aren't sure exactly how or if they're doing it right or or yeah yes kind of along those lines. So what I, you give? What would you tell them? I love that. And I have three tips from a social media expert. Um, and then one from me, <laughs> because I don't, I don't consider myself an expert, but I, I'm still learning in this, but I think they're all really great tips and maybe surprising for those wanting to te- uh, to share kind of messages of faith. But one was um, don't preach or engage people in a negative way. Right. So people don't respond well to preaching. Um, and I think Sometimes we have to be careful to not engage any negative comments. You can delete them. You could ignore them. Whatever you do, just don't engage in negative that anyone that says, like you said, you know, you're in a cult. Okay. Like they're clearly not, um, it's not going to be a safe conversation. It's not going to lead to any more light and good. So let it go. That's the first tip. Second is uh, make it personal. And this is the one that was surprising to me, but don't be afraid to be vulnerable about your struggles. So you can kind of keep your struggles vague. You don't have to give details and kind of dish to the, your, you know, to the world about your sins, but, but you can say, you know, I struggled with X or Y, or, you know, is it anxiety or uh, pornography or chastity or alcohol, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, through the gospel of Jesus Christ, through the restored gospel, through the temple, I was able to be healed and people will see your genuine uh, faith and your change and your, the repentance that you had through that. So I think, that is key. And I think maybe as missionaries, sometimes people might think, oh, really? Should I share that I have these sins? I mean, but it does really connect. People mm-hmm. will connect with you because they feel that everyone has sins in their life that they feel bad about. Um, and so if you are able to share whatever your struggle was and how you're overcoming it or how you have overcome it through the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's powerful. And I think that's the scariest part uh, that people really shy away from. It's just like, oh, really? Can I just share that? That's, that's very vulnerable but I think it works and it's true. And then the third one she mentioned is p- meet people where they're at. So you don't necessarily, uh, you know, kind of just kind of see your audience. You think of Paul and how we've been studying Paul in the last few months. And it's so great because he just knows his people, right. To some that are more active saints, he, he kind of ups the bar and to others, he just kind of meets them where they are. He, he doesn't change himself and his testimony of Jesus Christ, but I think we can kind of, you know, uh, can t- use our message to, um, uh, meet the needs of the, the people we're talking to and, and meet them where they are, not necessarily, um, you know, where you think they want to be or, or where you think they are, they should be or something. But I think people don't like to feel like they're talked down to that way. But the, the one I want to share for me that I've noticed um, is I think, you know, a lot of people shy away from social media or sharing their testimony because they're just worried that they're not good at it. Right. And you think of like all the 
prophets in the scriptures. I mean, Enoch being one, um, Isaiah, who have just been like, who am I to speak? Moses, right? <laughs> Joseph Smith. I mean, so many that are just like, I don't know. I'm not the, the smartest. I'm not the best speaker. I'm not the most gifted. And, and, and God just gives them the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I think even if you don't feel like the most the most intelligent, the most knowledgeable, the most, you know, none of us are all, all those things, but um, there's such a room for you, for whoever you are, right? And your testimony and what you have felt and you've experienced, right? No one has the unique gifts that you have. And Heavenly Father can use you to open your mouth and pray uh, and help, you know, bless those people that are listening to you who might be praying for something else. And so I just think if you pray and cultivate the spirit, whatever your gifts might be, even if they're not social media, uh, God will magnify those and help those people that need to hear. And even if you have 20 followers, right? Um, whatever it is, if you're sharing something hap that happened to you, tender mercy, a scripture you read, whatever my, it might be, it will bless, it can bless people and God can help people feel the spirit through that. So I just think um, it's a hundred percent true for, for us as, as uh, people on social media, it's a hundred percent true for people who don't feel like, oh, I'm, I share on social media, they can. And um, I just think that if we can look for opportunities to kind of bring up our faith in these natural ways, like uh, Elder Uchtdorf said, in person or online, it, they will come. And so it's just that prayer of, can I, can I share my faith? And does, I don't have to be an expert. I don't have to be great at video. I don't have to be young. <laughs> I don't have to, be, you know, whatever you are, um, you can, you can bring so much good because you're you and you're different than anyone else, any of other God's kids, right? <laughs> God's kids are all different and you're unique. And so I think that's so neat that we all have something unique. We, we're not all the same and it's great because we're, we're going to be able to reach different people because we're not the same. I love that. Love that. And I'm, I've just been taking a, a few notes here just to, to recap for, for our listeners here. So just for those listening, if you didn't get a chance to write them down, write them down. But if not, um, I've, I've got them summed up for y'all here right now. So the first one that Shima was sharing was don't preach or don't, you know, engage in the negativity or, you know, those negative conversations. Cause they just, if someone's not ready to hear it, they're just not going to hear it. <laughs> so mm -hmm. the second one was make it personal. So just be you. God doesn't want you to be a robot. Right. The third one is meet people where they're at. And yeah, like Nishima was talking about Paul and really any of the apostles, if you go back and look, and even in some of those Bible videos, you can see you can see this in action, just the the reenactment of those videos that the church has put out. Just that, that yeah, it's so important just to to figure out where people are at and and meet them there because that's how that's how you can really really influence people at least one way and more of the I guess more of the what is it uh, the intellectual side of it less less of necessarily the the spiritual side is just meeting people where they're at in a sense of speaking to your audience understanding who you're talking to what their background is as best as you can you won't always know but that's just something to to consider and the spirit will help you do that if you're trying to so those were the three. And then Shima also just shared that there's room for you. Like, you know, if you pray and cultivate the spirit, the Lord will magnify your efforts. And, and she shared the example of even if there's just 20, you know, 20 followers or, or 10 followers or five, whatever it is, God will magnify it. So all we have to do is, is put forth the effort, show faith and, and strive to be better. That's the, the key. So that if, if you didn't write these down or need to hit rewind, go ahead and do that. 
It's excellent. But Shima, where can people find you? I know you shared a little bit about your pages, but if you can just recap that and then any uh, final thoughts. Sure. Yes, I do have one final thought, but I'm at closer to Jesus Christ, um, all one word on TikTok and then closer dot to dot Jesus Christ on um, Instagram. But I did have a thought for those considering missions or preparing for missions or, you know, in that kind of space. Um, I, I just, I don't know why I just wrote this down. And it came to me, so I have to share it in case it's going to help that one person that is listening. But um, for anyone that might feel unworthy to serve, if you think you don't know the scriptures well enough, you feel like you can't do it, you feel like you're not perfect, that you've made too many mistakes, that you're afraid to go talk to your bishop um, about something that you might need to clear up. Um, I just wanted to say that it's not an accident that Alma the Younger and Paul were some of the greatest missionaries that whoever walked the earth right? And they had these past sins that, I mean, very serious sins, right? Paul talks about his blasphemy, immorality, contention with the church, trying to destroy Alma the Younger as well. All of these very apparent um, sins and really awful trying to ignore the, the Holy Ghost and, and for years. And I just think that, you know, Paul talks about in Timothy that he did all these horrible things, the blasphemer, persecutor, but he obtained mercy, and I think that's the key here is, right, if you have had these things, whatever you make makes you feel unworthy, um, you can obtain the mercy of Jesus Christ. And Satan will be the one that tells you all those things that you don't know enough, that you're, you can't do it, that it's not, it's not coming from the Holy Ghost. It's not God. It, um, it's, so if you're getting those thoughts, know it's Satan, cast them aside, know that at any point you can always obtain mercy from Jesus Christ. You could be, you could repent and also be a way more powerful missionary um, than maybe you would have been before if you hadn't gone through those things. I, I don't think it's an accident. So I think for anyone listening that feels like, oh, I just, it's too late for me. I've made this mistake or that mistake, or I continue to make these mistakes. It's not too late for anyone. And the mercy of Jesus Christ is for all of us. And we're God's kids. As you say, I love that so much. I want to use it. <laughs> and so I just, in case that's there for anyone that needed to hear that, that's something that came to mind as I needed to say that. So I hope that helps somebody. I love that. I know that's true. I know that's true. I know there is mercy and, and we can, we can have it. God doesn't, he's not a respecter of persons. He loves all of us wants us to mm -hmm. find that peace and that mercy. So thank you so much, Shima, yeah. for jumping on here. It's been yes. a pleasure chatting with you. Um, again, for those listening, check out her TikTok as well as Instagram and go follow, message, reach out. Um, I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, Shima will be in touch. I'd love it. Yes. Thanks, Nathan. This has been so fun.